0: Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Café Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago, and if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. The podcast finally has a home on the web at ristretto-time.com, T-R-E-T-T-O time, T-I-M-E dot com. Sorry, Stratotime dot com. And uh, the reason why I decided to set up a website is because I wanted to make sure that I gave you, the listeners, a way to provide feedback, to communicate back. Uh, and also to let me know if there are things you want me to talk about, there are questions that you have, uh, issues that you're running into, and want a second opinion, um, I would gladly love to uh, to help out. So it's also a good way to uh, provide feedback. So again, time.com. So today I'm going to cover a topic that's, um, that's something that I, I... It's a topic that I think about all the time. Uh, as part of running a coffee shop, or setting up your own shop, or even running a new business, you have to manage a crew, right? So your success will depend on your ability to get people to do what's important to you, right? What you think they need to do. Now everybody's got their own roles, um, and everybody knows what their roles are, but at the end of the day, they have to buy into your vision they have to buy into your ultimate goal and they have to be able to do what you ask them to do so that you can get you know to to what you call a success so the the ability to to manage is something that I think about all the time and um and I try to pay attention, you know, every every single book that I try to read on business, I I do spe- I do pay uh, special attention specifically to this topic of how do other people manage their teams? Um and do are you the manager that is feared or are you the manager that is loved? Right? And I don't know if you have seen those um, I don't I don't think I should call them memes, but those pictures of a manager versus a leader, right? And there's one of them that it comes to mind is the manager is basically, you know, somebody sitting in a chariot and there's this line of people in front of them pulling the chariot, and he's like whipping the crowd. And then there's another one where it's like the chariot in the back, uh, you know, filled with like rocks or whatever, and then the leader is in front of the line, you know, pulling the rope while everybody else is behind the leader, you know, pulling the rope as well, right? So the idea is, you know, uh, a, a manager or a boss just whips people into shape and just says go in this direction, whereas a leader actually, you know, is in the front lines and 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 is doing and is doing basically what he's asking people to do, and I get that. And I get that. And I know that obviously everybody wants to be the leader and and obviously everybody wants to push you in the direction that um, in the direction that in order for you to be a successful leader, you have to lead from the front. Right. Um, But if you read any book, I mean, whether it's about, you know, Amazon, like Bezos, or if you read about, um, you know, Apple, you know, Gates, Jobs, Bezos—like all of these guys—always made a scene when they fired people. I mean, it was it was really really important to them to be seen as ruthless, right? Um, it's always really important. It was important to them to just, um, not necessarily lead by being the front lines. But actually, kind of lead by being the guy in the chariot with the whip, you know. And here you are. You you have you have these companies that are successful now. Uh, on the flip side of that, um, at Amazon, I think one of the perks that they have is that they provide Advil. And at one point, they were trying to cut costs, so they removed Advil as part of the perks. And and basically, the entire staff mutinied. Right? You don't. I don't think you you want to be that. You know. I mean, if if you work in a company where literally there's a riot because they removed Advil. Maybe maybe you should have been working over there. Or, you know, maybe that's not a good place to work. But at the end of the day, I mean look at Amazon now, right? It's 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 what it is. You know, as as much as you want to be nice and as much as you want to be loved, at the end of the day, every example that's out there of successful leader, <laughs> it's it's an example of people chopping heads off. Um and 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 whipping people into shape. So I don't know, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with this because I I wasn't on a day-to-day basis, I wasn't very good at um or I shouldn't say I wasn't very good, but I um I I always managed my team with as much love as possible. And and sometimes I realized I was much, much more lenient than I should be. Um but at the end of the day, um it, it, it kind of worked for me. Uh, so i'm i'm not sure um i'm not sure what the what the right way to do it um uh there was a book out there uh called relentless uh, i can 't think of the name right now but uh of the author but it's the guy who who trained uh both kobe and uh jordan um he was like their personal trainer um and he wrote this book relentless and and um and throughout the book. You know, it's basically, he's talking about this this alpha personality, this, you know, if you want to be a leader, you have to, you have to be feared, that right? it's better to be feared than it's to be loved. Uh, people that are loved don't necessarily get respected, whereas people that are feared uh, do. So, and I think you, you'll see that on a day-to-day life, right? Um, if you're working in a, in a work setting and and you're the nice person, and you're asking somebody to do something, you always kind of seem to get always kind of pushed back and, and pushed on the back burner on the back burner on the back burner, because the people that are getting the priority are the ones that that literally bitch and moan all the time, um, and are rude and whatever. So so if, if you're asking somebody to do work for you, and if you are nice about it, it's not necessarily that they're that that they're going to take care of you first, but what they're going to do is they're going to take care of the person that is not nice first, just so they can get them out of the way, and then they'll deal with you. Um, and you work with a, when if you work with a lot of not nice people, then you just keep getting pushed back all the time, right? Um, so the same thing happens in in a coffee shop. I mean. Sure, people respect you if you're the boss. Sure, people respect you if you're the owner, just in general, right? But at the end of the day, um, if you do not show teeth, and if you do not put expectations in terms of exactly what you want them to do, and what will get them fired, you're, you're gonna have a hard time running a ship. I mean, a shop is like, it's like a ship, right? Um... And um, it's, it's, it's a tough place to be. Uh, and, I, and I notice it a lot. I notice in my shop, for example, uh, sometimes people don't have to be kind of upfront about the fact that they're not going to respect you. They can just kind of be funny about it. They can kind of be, you know, playful about it. But at the end of the day, you realize that they're actually not doing what you ask them to do. You know, they're joking, they're playing around, they're whatever, but they're not they're not asked, they're not doing what um you're asking them to do, and, and you're stuck in this weird position because one of the tools that you have on your hand is to send them home, right? But then what do you do? Like if you send them home, then you're going to have to close that day. And if you weren't planning to do that, now you're stuck with it. Or you're going to be shorthanded. So you're going to have to put up with bad behavior just because you, you can't, um, you, you don't want to risk being shorthanded. You don't want to risk, you know, not being able to, to do your other commitments. So it's a, it's a, it's a weird balancing act that you got to do. So ultimately you're going to run into situations like this all the time where you have to figure out exactly what side to take and, what kind of compromises to do with your team and yourself. But one thing that you should never be scared to do is to fire on the spot. Even if that means you having to not go home that day because you have to mob the entire shop and you have to clean out all the machinery by yourself. Trust me, the work that you're going to put in that day pales into comparison um if you do not fire that one person who deserves to be fired on the spot because you will pay for it every single day not because not just from that one uh, person but you'll pay for it from your other employees now you lose their respect uh and that's that is very important and that's one place i did not compromise like i fired on the spot um and it's a little bit outside of my character cuz you know people that know me you know I'm I'm very um accommodating just as as an individual in general you know I'm I'm very accommodating I'm not um or I don't think of myself as being somebody who's very you know set in in his ways you know I'm I'm very kind of flexible um I'll give an example um that I didn't even think twice. Of course, I was, I was freaking out when I had to make the decision, but I, I didn't think twice. It was it was, it was just, in my mind, I knew it was the right position to do, or it was the right thing to do, and I need paid dividends years later. Um, and I may have said the story in one of the previous episodes, but it's one of those things that has always stayed with me. Uh, I had just opened the shop maybe like a month earlier or, or a month and a half earlier. So I was still new. I still wasn't very confident behind, very uh, confident behind uh, the machine. I wasn't confident behind the, the counter. Um, it's it's one thing to to kind of be in the corporate world and be in meetings and be in presentations with like 100 people. Uh, but it's another thing to be behind the bar uh, and, and people are asking you for a certain type of thing that they like. And you have to make sure that you do exactly what what it is that they've asked you for. And, and you want to make sure that they that they like what they get as the final product, right? So the pressure, I felt like it was much, much bigger there than in any other thing I've done in a corporate in the corporate world setting. Um, so uh, this was maybe like a Tuesday or a Wednesday morning at 5am. I started early and, and one of my guys it was my one of my main guys basically like shows up and he just was not in a position to work. Um, he just was not. It partied way too much the night before. Walks in, and you know, you can just kind of tell that you know he was in. He he had not even been home uh that night at all. He had just literally come straight to work, and he was in no position to no position to to work. So initially, I said, "Well, oh my God, you know what am I going to do? This is I can't run this by myself because it was going to be just me and him the entire day. So I would have to." if, if I'd let him go, I'd have to take care of everything by myself. Um, and we knew that at eight o'clock there was a line outside the door, even when you have two or three people. Right. Um, so I told the, the, the person, basically the, the guy that was working for me, I said, you know what, just, just go outside, get some fresh breath, you know, just aerate yourself and then just, but be in a position that in 30 minutes we can come back and at least help out. Um, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you yeah. know." So he walks out. He comes back after thirty minutes, um, and um, and then I try to do the managerial thing where I take him aside and I said, "Man, you know, what are you doing? You know, you are kind of like the the leader here in terms of the floor leader, and I rely on you to do all the things that you do, and I rely on you to get this shop to to run the way it's supposed to be run." And he acknowledged that um, that he wasn't. Kind of, you know, in the right uh, mindset, and he wasn't in the right um, kind of even physically, right, to to be able to do this. Um, and then I said to I said to him, you know, I was trying to kind of, you know, bring home that message of not doing this again because it puts me in a bad position. And I said, listen, what would you do if you were in my position, right? If you were the boss and I came in and I was in no condition to work. And he goes, I, "I would have sent you home. I would have, I would have basically let you go." And I said, "You see?" I said, "You see in what kind of a position like I'm being put in right now." And then he just turns around and he says, "But you can't send me home, man. Like what are you going to do by yourself? You know If I'm not here, what are you going to do? That, to me, was the cue. That I was not going to let this go. Even if I had to shut the store down that day, I would not allow that type of blatant insubordination, right? Because I felt like had I kind of just shrugged and said, Yeah, you're right. I would have lost control of that ship from that day on. So I turned around and said, Excuse me? He's like, Yeah, what are you gonna do? I said, Well, this is what I'm gonna do. You're going to pick up your stuff. You're going to go home. You're done here. Um, and and it was a little bit, it's kind of a little bit on my character. I, I, f- I find it hard to just naturally, I mean, it might sound from the outside like, wow, this guy fires in a heartbeat. But I, I struggle with it every single day and every single moment if I have to let somebody go. Um, and, um, and he just picked up his stuff and left. Um, and I managed to run the shop by myself that day. And it was tough. It was hard, but I didn't have to shut it down. People were understanding. I would just say, I'm sorry, everybody, you know, I'm short-handed. I'll take care of you. And I just give them a 10% discount if somebody was waiting for a long time. Uh, but as tiring as uh, and as hard as that day was, it set the tone for everything else. Because when people came in the next day and said, Hey, we're so and so, and and they heard the story, then that became a myth. Um, everybody who got hired, even if I wasn't around, that say, yeah, you know, this guy fires so-and-so on the spot. And it just kind of became like a story that if you mess up, he's not scared to let you go on the spot. Um, and, and it made my life so much easier because now I didn't have to walk around showing teeth. Um, that story was already there. That story was paying dividends for me. And that story was kind of working on the background that, that listen, don't mess with Jerry. He's crazy. Um, and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, and, and that's what makes sense to me uh, with that uh, Sun Tzu story that I was talking about earlier? If you don't know the story, read it up. I'll just give you a quick example. Um, when uh, Sanzu um, went to the king's court and he was trying to get a job there as a, as a general, the king said, "Well, you know, show me what you can do." And he said, "Well, I'll take your concubines," and then he said, "Can you pick two of your favorite concubines?" And and he picked the favorite, and he said, "Okay." I'm going to divide your concubines into two groups, group A and group B. And each one of the two head concubines was like the leader of group A and the other one was leader of group B. And he would say, turn left. Um, he would say to the two lead concubines to get their teams to follow his direction. So he would say, turn left. And all the concubines was, you know, were just laughing, you know, kind of thinking of this is a game. And some would turn left and some would turn right and giggling and all that stuff. Um, and then he would be, you know face right and again some would face left some would face right and everybody would be kind of confused and i'd be playing around with each other uh and just kind of taking it as a joke when he noticed basically that none of the teams was doing exactly what he was asking he took the two head concubines and and cut their heads ordered for the heads to be cut off uh and then he kind of turned to the teams and he said face left and everybody just quietly faced left and then face right. And everybody just quietly faced right. And, you know, I'm not sure how true the story is, right? But, um, but at the end of the day, it kind of exemplifies that, that if you, um, if you do not kind of go in to the shop and tell people that you are serious about what you're doing and even show them an example of that seriousness, and you have to show that at one point in time, um, that is going to be really hard for you to, to manage a team. But, um, I don't know. I mean, this is my experience and, and everybody's got their own different experience. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on what's the best way to manage a team. And if you guys have some examples and things like that, that would definitely help. So if you go to uh, ristrettotime.com, um and then just go find this blog post on episode number 12 and uh, just let me know your thoughts there on, on the comments section in terms of um, how you feel about the best way to to manage a team what's worked for you and what has not and what are some of the lessons that you've learned whether you own your own coffee shop or you've worked at a different place I mean at the end of the day you know sometimes you're you're still trying to manage a team even if you're not kind of their direct boss you're working in a team and you want the team to do something you know that, that you think is important so you have to kind of play that leadership role so all right um Let me know your thoughts and uh, I'd love to uh, get your feedback. Until next time. Thanks. Well, here we are at the end of this episode. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, Keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business. So we'll give you guys chances to ask questions um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.